Welcome, lovelies, to the Ultimate Dance Business Podcast. My name is Deborah Laws, the dance business expert. My passion is to help you turn your passion into profit while guiding you to work less and earn more. I'm super excited to share interviews with you that I know will inspire and motivate you in your schools, as well as my solo shows where I shall be sharing some great tips and strategies. So if you love the show, please do remember to review, subscribe and share it with your fellow dance boss friends. So let's get stuck into the business of dance. David, thank you so much for joining me today. You're a super busy guy. You are all over um, YouTube and that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, thank you for joining me. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to be here, Deborah. Absolute pleasure. So we are already hearing your gorgeous accent. Tell me a little bit, where are you from? What's your background? Like, let's find out a little bit about you before we get stuck into YouTube. Yeah, so I'm from a little place called Wexford, which is in the sunny southeast of Ireland. If you know Dublin, if you don't know Ireland, but you know what Dublin is, I'm 70 miles literally directly south. So that's where I'm from. Hmm. And how did you find yourself being a YouTube uh, highly sought after coach? Oh, good Lord. Origin story. Okay, so uh, back in the day, back in 2012, up to 2012, um, I was making basically high-end membership sites. So anyone who had Infusionsoft back then, it's called Keep Today. If anyone who had Infusionsoft and they were looking for a membership site, I was the guy who did it. Um, so like any service operator, you spend time selling, then you spend the time in, um, servicing those clients. And of course, you're never bring, you're rarely bringing anybody new in the pipeline. So I was doing that, the, the typical cycle. And at the end of 2012, um, I had two clients finish up and nothing in the pipeline. So no sales, no, no prospects, no nothing. And um, at the time, my then girlfriend, uh, who then became my wife, uh, she was working in the fashion industry and uh, was out of work as well. There was no work at the time in the fashion industry. So in the household, two unemployed people, Christmas is coming up, New Year's coming up, all the bills are still coming in, despite no money um, appearing in our bank accounts. So as you can uh, expect, uh, things weren't going great emotionally or mentally for me at that time. And I was on a bit of a, a downward spiral, uh, a bit getting depressed. Like, how could I, how could it be so stupid? I knew what the, 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 the pitfalls of being a service operator is all of these things. I know I knew all of the things, but i still didn't do anything about them. So early in January 2013, I was in bed and I was on my phone and I was getting towards the very end of Facebook. I nearly completed Facebook in a day. And um, I, was, I, was, I wasn't in a great place. So Lena came in and said, look, I know what you're like. Get out of your head. Go for a run. It'll clear your mind. It'll help you a lot. So I did. Put on my uh, training uh, running gear, went outside. And um, as the the uh, miles clocked up and the endorphins kicked in, instead of asking the question, like, how could he be so stupid? How could I let this happen? I asked better questions. So I, I said, well, how can I get more clients? How, what can I do? And as I ran for another uh, bit of... Uh, ran a bit further, I asked an even better question with more endorphins. I asked myself, what did I do before that brought in clients? 
And it was at that moment, it was at that moment that it's like it's like the, the heavens opened up, God's finger came down, tapped me on the head, and I went, YouTube. I realized I'd put up four videos on YouTube and they brought in four clients, about 10 grand's worth of business. So I thought, holy crap, I've got to do this YouTube thing. So with that, quickly turned around, ran straight home, went in the door and says, honey, I got to do this YouTube thing. I know exactly what I need to do. Um, so that was that was February, beginning of February. And um, I, I I knew I couldn't do, talk about membership sites or product launches because that's what I was doing. I would have about 10 or 15 videos and then it was stuck. I couldn't create any more content. So I decided I'll do this YouTube thing. Like there's only a few people out there talking about it. There's only like three. There's only three people at the time um, talking about how to YouTube. So I said, I'll do this YouTube thing, put up a video every single Tuesday, nonstop, and just keep going and build a, a platform from there. So on February 18th, 2013, I uploaded my first how-to YouTube video. Um, and I got a thousand views in the first day. I got 75 new subscribers. And from that moment, I got to 10,000 subscribers in 10 months and over 100,000 subscribers in just over three years. So that was the beginning of my journey on YouTube. Wow. Wow. And I love the fact that that all came about from asking yourself more relevant, powerful questions. A high quality question. Mm. And also, I also really love that what you identified was so simple in terms of what have I done in the past that worked? And let's just go back and do that again. I think sometimes we fall into this kind of this wheel of I've got to reinvent it. Like, yeah. what else can I do? What else yeah. can I do? I've got to do the latest funnel. I've got to do the latest marketing thing. I've got to do the latest ad technique. And it's like, you've been successful in your life. You wouldn't be where you are today if you weren't. You were successful in something somewhere to get you to where you are. So what did you do before that got you there? How can you do more of that? Yeah, totally. And for my listeners who are obviously all dance studio owners, you know, I do teach them to, to use a multi-layered approach yeah. to marketing. Um but even within that multi-layered approach, what things have worked, what things haven't worked. And the thing I love about YouTube and video is for me personally, when I was a studio owner, the things that really, really worked were face-to-face -face events. Yeah. Now, obviously, YouTube isn't a face-to-face -face event, but it's as close as we're going to get, isn't it? You still have exactly. that very visual interaction. Exactly. And, and people can connect with you through video. And that's what I love about the medium is that people can watch your videos. They can binge watch your content. If you've got 10 videos and somebody watches all 10 videos, when they meet you in person, they feel like they know you and they're reciting stuff back to you that you said on a video that you've long forgotten about. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have so many people say to me on a daily basis, you said so-and-so the other day. And I'm thinking, did I? I don't that was four years that. ago. Okay. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. David, one of the problems and you're, you might, you, this might make you um, smile, actually. One of the problems that my clients have yeah. is although they, most of them all come from a dance background, they're all performers. They're yeah. used to being on a stage. They can perform in front of a thousand people, 10,000 people, confidence through the roof. Yes. Stick them on social media and yes. ask them to show a picture of themselves or yes. even have their photo on their website or, you know, YouTube. My gosh, some people are probably breaking out in a sweat right now. <laughs> Why is this, do you think? Why don't they like being seen? 
because they, the the medium is different from what they're used to. As you've mentioned, they, like if you put them on, say, if you put them in the Royal Albert Hall, like for some people, it's going to be a challenge. Like a thousand people mightn't be a problem. But if you put them in front of 10,000 people, it's like, oh my God, but they'll still do it. Hmm. Now, when you go on YouTube and stuff like that, and do video, people equate it to being on the BBC, where you're going to be seen like by a hundred million people and everyone's judging you. And that's what it really is. is that it's a fear of being judged. The thing is, is that when you put content out there, when you're starting out, the chances of a hundred people, let alone a hundred million people seeing you are sort of slim to none. So that judging isn't, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it isn't justified. So, and like the way I look at things is that people are going to judge me irrespective. So screw it, just do it anyway. And the, you want you want to repel those people who are judging you and attract those people who are attracted to you. And that's why I just keep going irrespective of what people are thinking about me, good, bad, or indifferent. It's like, I have my goal and I just go out and I, I, I focus on that goal. I don't get emotional when it goes bad and I don't get emotional when it goes good. I just go, right, we're, we're cracking on here. Let's go on. So it's, it's a fear of being judged is, is the main reason for people being afraid to do stuff. Mm, yeah. And, and I always say to people when they say this to me, you know, what is more important to you? The, the fear that the odd person may not like your top that you're wearing or may think your hair could have been a bit nicer today or the fact that you're actually out there fulfilling your purpose. Exactly. And of course, my clients are all high passion led business owners. You know, is it more important that more people find you and you get to teach more people to dance or is it more important that we're worrying about our own vanity, I suppose, is what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, like I, I always say, it's like, no one's going to die. No one's going to die, first of all. Then it's like, as you mentioned, what's more important is that that one person that you could inspire to become a world-known, world-class dancer that everyone knows, and you're the person who is the catalyst to make that happen. Mm. And David, why do you think it's so important that we have ourselves out there rather than just using our logo or our teachers or our students? Like, why do we... Why they just want to go and run and hide behind their dance? Of course stores. they do. Can I get someone else to do it for me? Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Why? Do, why? I know you, we've just talked about the judgment thing, but not so much. Why do they feel like that? More. Why is it necessary yeah. for people to see us as the business owners? Because when you are vulnerable, when you show up, irrespective of the crap that's going on in your life, when you step up and show people, I'm here for you. That's what people connect with. Mm. And I think making content uh, relatable, making sure that people really get to know you on a, not, not necessarily a personal basis, because we don't have to share our deepest, darkest thoughts, but they need to like you as a person to buy into your school, don't they? Yeah. And and the thing is, like uh, what a lot of people not forget, but they, they, they gloss over is like you, it actually is about getting to know you on a personal level. Like what, what, what are you passionate about outside of dance? What are you passionate about? Maybe you've got dogs or maybe you're a passionate mother or father or whatever, you know, um, maybe you like going to the seaside. That's one of the things because it reminds you of what you used to do with your parents. What are these other things about you that people can relate to? And the other the other very important thing that you need to get across is your values. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's all very lovely sharing yourself with the world, but at some point, people are going to get bored with you. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. And it, like when when you share your values, like I like my values, like I've got a, a certain set of values, and when people can share the same values as you, they connect with you literally on that personal level, and they go, "What you know? What I've driven." 200 miles to come to your dance studio because I share the same values as you. Yeah. And that's really powerful, isn't it? Really, really powerful. Um, When we think about social media, I know that a lot of people think, oh, that's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, but they don't really think of YouTube as being a social media channel. Um, What I'm really interested in, which is what I'd love to pick your brains on today, being the expert, of course, is how could somebody that runs a dance school utilize YouTube as a platform for attracting new students? Great question. Great question. So I was actually thinking about this before the call because I had I had an idea this might pop up. <laughs> so um, there's there's a number of things. Like, first of all, is like I, I would do a video on why, who you are and why you do what you do. Again, okay. talk about your values, talk about what's what you're passionate about and not just dancing, but the things around that, like why you got into dancing, why you feel it's important to share this passion with the world. Um, then the next thing is to show the progress of your students that you may have somebody who isn't necessarily, they may have two left feet, say someone like me. Um, so you might have somebody who comes in with two left feet, but you see their transformation. And that's what people are, are connected with. Um, like if you watch any movie, any, uh, any TV show, any reality TV show, it's about the transformation. They started here, I go this way. They started here and they ended up over here. And it's that transformation and that journey that, people follow and that they 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 connect with and when you can do that people are going to go holy crap i would like my little mary to do the exact same thing poor thing can barely walk straight but i'd love her to be able to dance a little bit um so that's the next thing uh, obviously is you could do a little bit of how to content or stuff like that but showing your class, that sort of thing, um, showing like if you're doing a, a, a performance and stuff like that, obviously put that up there. Um, but um, yeah, and, and just giving little behind the scenes stuff too, like little tips. If you've if you've got a a, 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 a toddler, or a child, whatever whatever groups you work with, if you have um, somebody like that, you go, hey, I've I've been working with my uh, teeny tots group today, and one of the major problems that we find with younger children is ba 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 ba. And you can give tips if you're a parent and you want to get your child to be able to dance better. Here's a little tip that I can help you with. So you've got that little bit of how to content as well. So there's quite a bit that dance studio owners can create on YouTube. Mm. And how, I don't know if this is a thing, I definitely need to come and work with you because I know not nowhere near enough about YouTube, but how can people use that in a way that's relevant to attract people in their area? Like, because obviously YouTube's global worldwide yep. channel, um, and as much as we'd love every person in the world, we're actually realistically only going to have people within a 10 mile radius. Is yep. Are there ways to, to, to sort that problem out? Absolutely. So you could do what's called SEO, search engine optimization. So put in your uh, location in 
I would. I don't know about your title if you have enough room in your title, but if you can put it in your title, put it in there. But definitely put it in your script in your description. Also say it on the video because YouTube watches your video. It transcribes your video. It knows your location. So when you're saying, hey, this is Deborah here from Sheffield or wherever, I'm just picking a place, um, from uh, Sheffield Dance Studios here in the heart of Sheffield, blah, 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 blah. Now YouTube has built up this bank of knowledge going, they're, they're based in the heart of Sheffield. So when somebody does a search for Dance Studio Sheffield, boom your video is going to pop up there because you, A, you've got it in your description. You may have it in your title. You've also said it on your video over and over again. So there's these little things that you can uh, do. Also, if you've got Google My Business, plunk your videos on there too. It'll help with your uh, Google My Business profile too. Oh, that's really so interesting because I didn't I didn't know you could do that. So in a way, you're trying to use YouTube as another directory, like a like we exactly. used to use yellow pages. <laughs> exactly. When like especially when you connect it to Google My Business, because that's the basically the, where you're going to be listing your 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 dance studio business anyway. So when somebody does a, a literal search for dance studio Sheffield, you're listed there and you've got videos, which your competition more than likely doesn't. So that puts you way ahead of um, those other people in your area. And when they see the recycle and when they see you giving tips about the Tiny Tots class that you've got, and go, oh my God, they look like a, a fantastic uh, setup. They can see your studio. They can see all the things that you do. That helps to those people make a better buying decision to click on your contact, uh, contact us link or your phone number or whatever email address and reach out to you. So I thought I would just share with you guys today the um, planners that I have produced for dance school owners because these are flying out of Amazon like hotcakes. And if you don't have yours yet, then all you have to do is pop to Amazon and type into the search Deborah Laws and all three books will come up. So the ultimate dance business planner I designed for you so that you had a little bit of a Deborah on your desktop. <laughs> the planners are full of business training, tips, motivational quotes, uh, things to do at the start of the month, things to do at the end of the month, ways in which you can plan out your marketing and your retention. And they are selling all over the world. So go to Amazon, grab your number one best-selling Ultimate Dance Business Planner and enjoy mapping out the growth for your studio. I love that. I love that it can be another a platform that you can use that not everybody else is using. And Correct. I think in my industry, there's probably very few people that are using YouTube as an attraction strategy. So that's a great tip, everybody. Go out and start using your YouTube channels and start really maximizing, um, in particular, your location. Should they have yeah. that in their title of their videos as well? If they can, like, uh, like I recommend, like you get up to 120 characters in your title, but do not full, fill that full 120 characters. I recommend that you do just, where's my phone? Uh, do just 60 characters or less because 60 or 70% of people are watching your videos on their phone. And 60 characters is the optimal um, number of characters in your title so that your title will be viewable on mobile phones. So 
get your copywriting chops on and keep your title nice and succinct. It'll also help people make, uh, make a, a better decision to click and watch your video as well. But if you can fit your, your location in your title, then great. If not, um, you can actually put the location, you can put the location on your video and then that location will appear above your title of the video. Amazing. There's so many little things that you need to know. Little tweaks. <laughs> and say, you know, we hear about th people that, you know, end up with huge channels and so many followers, and then they get to monetize their yeah. channels. I don't know um, whether that's a thing that my in, uh, listeners are interested in, but how does how does that side of thing work? Do you have to have a minimum number of subscribers before yeah. that's likely to happen? So there's two requirements. The first one is that you have at least 1,000, well, there's three requirements, 1,000 subscribers. Second one is that you have what's called 4,000 hours of watch time. So uh, this is the amount of time that people have watched your videos over a 365-day um, period. So as soon as you get to over 4,000 hours in 365 days, then you can apply for what's called the YouTube Partner Program, which is YouTube giving you money. Now, there is a third requirement that you don't have any strikes on your videos. So you don't, you're not using the Britney Spears on all of your videos and stuff like that, music and stuff like that, and, and clips from TV shows, because uh, that can cause you to get a strike. But if you're using royalty-free music um, on your videos and your content is all your own, then 99 times out of 100, you'll be good to go. Interesting. And so that's quite a big following, isn't it? Like that's... that's it's, well, it's to, to hit a thousand people. It's not that difficult, to be honest with you. It actually isn't that difficult. I, like a lot of... Like, it's got more difficult over the, the, the past few years, yes. But if you come in with a mindset that, oh my God, I've got to get a thousand subscribers. Oh my God, it's so difficult. Then obviously it's going to, you're going to fulfill that particular prof prophecy. But if you want to reach, say, a hundred thousand people with your stuff, and there's no reason why you shouldn't, no matter where you are, and you might have only a small dance studio, but that doesn't mean to say that you couldn't affect and you couldn't touch a hundred thousand people worldwide. If you come in with that mindset and focus on that, then a thousand is absolutely nothing. Mm. And I suppose the other side that um, people could be looking at, other than just trying to advertise their school, is actually to create a side hustle, an online side hustle business. So, you know, they could potentially look at wanting to be, be known, you yeah. know, for their little short teach teaching tricks or there is, like, like I know, I know dancers. So they started out as dancers and then ended up as dance tutors and they still do dance. They're professional dancers. Uh, well, no, I'll take a step. They started out wanting to dance. So that was their genius was dancing. Then they just followed that passion so much so that they got to do music videos. Then they started doing um, TikTok and YouTube and stuff. So then their, their exposure grew. Then they were asked, can you teach us this? Now they're also getting brand deals, getting sponsorships, all of that sort of stuff. And they're still teaching. So there's a whole like there's a whole influencer economy out there that people can tap into. And there's no reason why you couldn't any one of your your students couldn't do the exact same thing. Mm, yeah. And doesn't even necessarily need to be the dance school owners. You know, this could be their no, teachers. You could have their students or whatever. You know, it's like there's there's so many like TikTok is just full of it these days. Everyone's like a teenage dancer or whatever. Um, and they're doing all these dance challenges. So it's very popular right now. You could create your own. You could do a, a popular dance craze that with a, with a, with a spin on it, whatever. You know, so you, 
you could get grow a very large audience on YouTube that mightn't even be related to your dance studio just by dancing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, it's it is all about being creative, isn't it? And luckily, that's <laughs> that's what my audience are highly that's creative. That's space they're in. <laughs> yeah. Um, what other things do you think are important for somebody to know that's just starting out? So say someone's listening today and they're really inspired. Hey, maybe I should look into YouTube. Other people aren't necessarily going to be there. So I'm going to try and do, you know, be the unique person in my area that's using YouTube. Like what should they be aware of? Or what are some of the beginners biggest mistakes? Where do do we start? (laughs) I'll I'll do I'll do the biggest two or three. So okay. the first one is that you need to research, you need to basically study your existing marketplace, whether that is your local area or you you're doing sort of dance um training tips um on a UK level or global level. So you got to study um your marketplace and that's one of the first things that we we work with our clients and our students to teach them to do. So study, look at what's working out there because success leaves clues. So if you are able to tap into something that's working right now or been working for a while not necessarily trending uh cuz they they come and go, but if you can tap into something that is evergreen in your space um, then that's the first thing to do is look at what's working right now in your space that you can take and make your own and then apply that to your content. Second one, second thing to do is then look at um, what's worked when you've taken that content and you've created stuff and you've put stuff up there, you've tested, okay, I'm going to do this type of video, this type of video, this type of video, this type of video, seeing which one of those work. So we call that the evaluate phase. So you evaluate what's working, you evaluate, what to do uh, with that content. And that's the next part, which is then to adjust. So you look at what do I need to do? What's working over here? What's not working over there? What do I need to do with my titles, my descriptions, stuff like that? And move forward so that you create better content on your channel and grow even faster. Mm, amazing. And of course, come and find you so that you can help them with all of that. There is that, yes. <laughs> that, 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 that'll fast track a lot. Uh, and and actually, in all seriousness, David, what sort of thing do you actually do? Do you have courses? Do you have a membership? Do you work one-to-one? How, how can people work with you if they choose to? Yeah, so great question. So we have both a uh, done-with-you group coaching, and we also have a one-to-one uh, program as well. So with our group coaching, it's a 12-week program where we walk you through basically, like it describes, like how to study your, your marketplace and your niche, evaluate and adjust. Uh, from there, but it's also what content is working, what thumbnails are working in your niche, how to title your videos properly, how to structure your video so that you keep your audience all the way to the end of your video and get them onto another video. Because you can always get somebody onto one video and they can click off very, very quickly. Lots of people do that every single day. But getting people to um, click on your video, stay with you all the way to the end, um, then that's the difficult bit. And that's what we help people to do so that you're growing your audience. Because what we find is like, there's so many, and what I call invisible experts out there. They've got great knowledge. They've got great stuff they can teach. They've got great things they can inspire the world with, but no one knows who they are. Mm -hmm. And when, when you're in that position, there's nothing more soul sucking than you're doing great content. You've got this passion and you want to 
help the world for want of a better word, but no one's no one's seeing your stuff and no one, no one is getting your passion. So that's what we basically help them to do uh, over 12 weeks. And um, you, you, we do a weekly call as well. So it's, it's as I said, it's a done with you so that uh, you get to ask me questions directly about you, your content, what's, you know, and I look at your titles, thumbnails, descriptions, all that sort of stuff over that 12 week period. Mm, fantastic. Um, this has been so insightful. Thank you so much. What um, What's coming up for David? What have you got in your future? Now, oh my goodness me. Now, there is a question. Um, there is quite a lot um, coming up because I like, um, uh, like I, I've had a recent life experience that um, uh, for, for those who don't know who I am, my wife passed away just over a year ago. And because of that, I've, like a lot of people in this situation, have reassessed what I'm, what I'm on this planet to do. Mm. Um, so I've realized in the last 12 months exactly what my life mission is. And one of those things is to inspire and uh, inspire the world to, to help more people. And this business that I've got now uh, is part of that mission. So I want to help more and more business owners to create great content that helps more people in the world and they go and inspire more people because more people I can help and inspire, the more people that they can help and inspire. So it has a beautiful ripple effect. Mm. Um, so that's that's one thing I'm on. That's one of my missions. And then I've got uh, two other ones that are even bigger, but they stem from that. It's basically helping and inspiring the world. Wow. How exciting. Well, we can't wait to find out what those things actually look like in terms of what you're going to deliver. And, you know, it's really interesting because when I ask people about their passion and their purpose and what they're here for, you know, you always expect that you're going to get obviously a very unique, very different, authentic reply from everyone. But actually what I have assessed and realized is that we all have the exact same mission, which is to serve others with love. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And love is the top value that we have. I, I personally have and our business has. Like love and gratitude are the top two values we have in this business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one thing that, oh, excuse me. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? Especially with things being, you know, very well, fresh. With, 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 when my wife was sick before she passed, um, this was one of the things, or those two things were... The thing that we focused on every day with 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 Lena, my wife, um, even when she was like, "I'm so sorry to put you through this," I said, "Honey, we don't do sorry here." I said, "We do love and gratitude." So what do we say? And she would go, "Thank you, I love you." And I said, "Yes, and thank you, I love you too." Because no matter what situation we're in, there's something to be learned from that. So you, I always like that. That's what we do here. It's like we love what we do. We love who we work with. And when that doesn't, when those go out of a line, that's when we have to ask the question, do we want to continue doing this? And then we're always thankful for the lessons that we learned. The crap, when we go through crap, there's life is, the universe is giving you a message. You need to learn something here. So I take a step back and go, what do I need to learn from this particular situation? Good, bad, or indifferent. And so that's why t- the top two values in our, in our, in my life and in my business is love and gratitude. And I love how this suddenly pivoted <laughs> into a conversation about love, because at the end of the day, everything comes back to that. Like it does. Our, our willingness to learn to forgive comes from being more loving. Our willingness to want to serve the world more comes from wanting to love yeah. and serve the world. Like it, it exactly. all comes back to that, doesn't it? Exactly. 
and that and that's that's one of that's my second mission is to help the world unlock the love that they have within themselves. Because we're saying, oh, there's a lot of people go, oh, we need more love in the world. We don't need any more love in the world because love already exists. It's just locked up inside of us. And that's what happened to me. Like for years, like I'm talking decades, like the love that I have today was locked up inside of me. It just wasn't able to come out until Lena, my wife, got the key, turned it, opened that lock and released it. And everyone's the exact same. You don't need to find love. Love is within you already. You just need to unlock it. Oh, so beautiful, David. I love that she unlocked that for you, the gift that she left for you. <laughs> beautiful. Um, let's talk about some really menial, unimportant things now, which feel completely out of place. Yes. But we'll still talk about them anyway. Which sharp is pivot. My, my quick, yeah, sharp pivot, my quick fire questions that I love to end yes. every podcast on. And the first one is, what flavor ice cream do you love the most? Oh, that is a good question. I do like a strawberry or a raspberry ripple. A strawberry or raspberry ripple. Okay, that's the one that's really unimportant. Um, this one I love more. I make. I think I should make a list of these. What is your favourite mountain view? That is a good question. Do I have? Do well? My, well, the question would be: Would I? Do I have a favourite mountain view? Like, is the question: What's my favourite mountain to look at, or what's my favourite mountain to look from? Oh, let's go with from. Oh, then what mountains have I been to? Um, I've been to the Rockies. I've been to the Alps. So which one of those two would it be? Oh, good question. I think the Rockies. Denver. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yes, the Rockies. Yes. Mountain okay. view from the Rockies. That's probably the better one. Okay, cool. And if you were to go back in history and spend yep. 15 minutes with somebody that's no longer here, who might that be? And I think I might already know the answer. <laughs> Two people. Okay. Bruce Lee or Muhammad Ali? Oh, interesting. Somebody else said Bruce Lee the other day. Both of them, obviously, from a similar ilk. <clears throat> what what yep. fascinates you about both of those people? Mindset. Mm. Mindset and, and athletic ability. But mindset's wow. a bigger one. Yeah, fascinating. And what about someone that's still alive now? Anyone at all who would you love to spend fifteen minutes with? Oh, you've got your no. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, I could say Richard Branson and blah blah blah, any sort of billionaire. But um, I would say, who would I like to spend time with? Oh, that is a good question. Um. I would probably say Mark Cuban. I know he falls into the sort of billionaire category, but yeah, Mark Cuban, again, it's the mindset thing. Like what does he think about and how does he see things? Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we can go out and source knowledge, can't we? But if we don't have the mindset, we can't do anything with that knowledge. Exactly. If everybody, uh, I, I love, like if knowledge was the thing to help the world, like everyone would have six pack abs and fucking have an IQ of 2 million. You know, the internet has every bit of information you're needing right now, but it's, how do you find it? Like it's, it's, it's like mindset is the key thing that's holding people back from achieving what they do want to do. Mm. Or helps them be incredibly successful in what they do. Exactly. It? Exactly. Like I love to fail quickly and it's your mindset that 
helps you do that. Like, like we talked at the beginning of the show is like, you know, people judging you for doing stuff. If you don't care about being judged, you will, you will achieve so much more. Mm-hmm. Especially if it comes from love. <laughs> when it is your passion and you love to do it and you want to share that love with people. Absolutely. <laughs> David, it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you today. Thank you so much for sharing some of your gems of knowledge and also a little bit of your story. And of course, about your love for life and for for the the purpose that you have here on the planet. It's been a really special uh, few minutes. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Deborah. It's been an absolute pleasure. that's it for today thank you for listening to the ultimate dance business podcast of course you can come and find me in facebook instagram linkedin and on youtube but the real magic happens within my membership sparks ignite or illuminate there's one for each one of you depending on your level of investment, time and motivation. So check out the website dancebusinesslab.com. Click on work with me and let's see if we can really start to make a difference. Are you looking to get precious time back in your life so you can make more time doing the things you love? DanceBiz is a class management and booking software from the lovely folk at Think Smart that will automate and streamline all your dance school admin. It's the perfect tool for all those tasks that just seem to take so long and will help you to work smarter, not harder. Message me today, folks, and I can give you a code so you can get two months free.